episode 15 of Talent Jackie. You're listening You're to Talent Jockey Podcast, a show for job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers in a protected class all by himself. Your host, Sean Kelly. Hey, thanks for joining uh, Talent Jockey. I am your host, Sean Kelly, where I talk and provide guidance and insight into the world of talent acquisition, helping job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers bring it all together for a win-win-win situation. Well, I got a little horse there. I hope you find this, uh, I hope this finds you doing well. I certainly appreciate you tuning in. Today, what we're going to do is going to talk about leaving a job. And that is um, the the mighty exit interview. How do you handle it? Um, you know, and this is this is interesting, and I'm not sure... Somebody had suggested this. My buddy Michael had said and posed this question and said, hey, you know, what What do you do um, if somebody were to leave? So you're leaving a job now. What? How do you act upon exit? And I often talk to individuals that may ask me about HR advice or management or, retention. you know, how management can retain talent. And I, I sometimes, I have to admit, sometimes I blow them off and say, you know, I'm only responsible for getting them in the door after they're here. It's up to uh, talent management or management to work with the individual on either improving what they're doing uh, or coaching them, or performance managing them, what have you. Um, so this one is a little interesting because it's an exit interview. And of course, this is not something that falls to recruiting, right? It's all on the other end of things, right? We got them in the door and they're leaving. Um, but we'll, we'll tackle it together, you and I. I don't think it's a, a bad question. And I think it's a good topic, honestly. I don't get, think it get covers, uh, I don't think it gets covered enough. Um, it's funny because you'll look at the industry news, articles, blogs, and all of them will talk about salaries, how to handle interviews, how to do social media, whether that's in the recruiting space, hiring or recruiting. Uh, did I say recruiting twice? Meant, you know, job seeking and actually looking for positions. But the exit interview is rarely brought up. I don't find a ton of articles that deal with that. But then again, I may not be looking for those either. So why don't we get into that, shall we? So the, the scenario typically on a exit interview, um, first of all, some organizations may or may not conduct an exit interview. So what is an exit interview in a nutshell, really? And this is Sean's definition. When somebody leaves an organization, human resources will typically set up a meeting with the individual and ask them a bunch, you know, ask them, get some feedback from them, having worked at the organization in an effort to address any issues that the organization may not be aware of or human resources may not be aware of in the, with the goal of improving the organization. Now I have seen articles that kind of poo poo the exit interview because by the time you get to this point in addressing the issues, it's already too late. You're already losing an individual. So I've seen talk and heard talk that, Rather than wait for somebody to leave to address the issues, maybe you should have 
meetings with with internal staff to find out what the issues are before somebody leaves. And I think that is going to be extremely critical with the way the marketplace is currently developing because talent is becoming scarce. They're becoming more knowledgeable. And I say more knowledgeable where they can conduct more research and get more insight into organizations and they can choose whether or not they want to submit their information over to an open position with the organization. So organizations in the past obviously post a position and an individual will submit their info and maybe they know about the organization from talk or not. But now with social media, Glassdoor, web, you know, Glassdoor.com and websites where people are conveying their knowledge of the organization in constructive manners, whether that's good or positive, people are reading that and now they are they are the ones that are choosing where they want to work. So if your organization out in the ethosphere or webosphere is not doing some very key things to attract talent and even addressing culture to make it a place to attract talent, it's going to get around and you're going to see less people interested in working for your organization. That will make recruiting's job much tougher, much more difficult, hiring managers' positions much more difficult. You're not going to be as an, as innovative as you could be. You're going to get maybe, potentially, more second-rate qualified individuals and not maybe the leaders in the industry because they may be the savvy ones that say, no, I'm not going to work there because of this reason, and they found it on the web, and it may be something historical or whatever. So what I'm trying to say is that as that occurs, you have to focus on retaining the talent that you have. And in order to do that, you don't want to get to the exit interview space. Now, there are going to be some people and, you know, turnover is definitely can be positive. You know, there are some individuals that just aren't a fit for the organization. They may have been there a year. They may have been there for 20 years and it may just be time for them to leave. And then you replace them and fresher ideas come in, uh, different perspective, diversity, what have you. And that's okay. And that's that's the positive thing of turnover. So the exit interview is what we're really focusing in on in this inter, or in this uh, episode. So I'm going to go over some of the details of the you know how do you handle that from a candidate perspective from a now because you're kind of an employee or a departing employee perspective. So now we have to kind of assume that this is going to be a voluntary departure. Now some people that are terminated they really won't even ask you for an exit interview. I think that's laying uh, an insult on top of everything. So if you're departing an individual, you're not going to call them into an office and ask them what's wrong with the organization and how they can improve if you're actually letting that individual go. So in this scenario, an individual has been with the company for whatever amount of period of time and has put in their two-week notice because they got another opportunity or they just don't want to work there anymore. Okay? So assuming this is a voluntary departure... One number one, does the organization perform exit interviews? If they don't, again, this is none of this is going to pertain to you. If they do, well, great, keep on trucking, let's move on. 
So what do they ask during an exit interview? Well, they may ask about uh, your experience in your role. They may ask about leadership, your thoughts on the leadership of the organization, thoughts on the leadership of your department, working with the staff within your area. Um, They may be very open-ended. Some human resources individuals that conduct exit interviews may leave it very vague or very open-ended. We're looking for some feedback about the organization. Your feedback will help us assess any shortcomings of our organization or leadership, and we want to address those to make it a better place to work. Okay, that's kind of the, the idea, and that is the basis of the exit interview, but I'll talk a little bit about that and see if that actually really comes to fruition or not. So how do you, getting to the nuts and bolts of this, how do you as the departing staff person handle the exit interview? There's two, there's two camps and I'm going to be the third one. So the first camp is be as honest as possible. And then the second camp is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So that's mom's side, right? And that's something that mom might have instilled in us at a very early age. And some of us may have taken mom's advice and used it throughout our life, or we've poo-pooed mom and just said what we, whatever we want anyway. But of course, those are the two main camps. So with the honesty piece of it, it can convey a message to senior leadership that will help the organization. But I think when you are honest, you have to approach it in a very diplomatic fashion. You really have to go into the exit interview with a level of professionalism that you may not even have had in your actual role day to day, right? Hanging around with the staff, maybe you've made jokes here or there, what have you, snide comments, nothing that's going to get you into trouble, but you know, maybe a snicker here and there. But when you go into the exit interview and you want to be honest and you feel as though what you will say and what you will convey will actually benefit that organization and future the people, you know, maybe your old comrades in the department, right? Maybe that's your take. You know, if I can help them and if I can help the organization be better and maybe help my other associates, right, my peers or even my boss be better at what they're doing, then that's the angle I'm going to choose. And that is a great, that's a great mentality to have when you go into the exit interview. But you, there's a couple things that you're going to want to leave out. One is emotions and one is the feelings piece, piece of it. And one of, you could say that they're one, uh, one and the same. But if you go in there with a spiteful attitude, uh, kind of a level of superiority, the weight of your constructive criticism is not going to be held as heavily as if you are professional, diplomatic, and constructive in the feedback in the feedback that you provide. I'll give you an example, and I know when I say that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you really have to understand, you have to think before you speak in the exit interview. I really believe you do. If you go in there too fast, you're going to probably want to say something and it's going to come out a little bit with an edge on it and that's not what you want to do. So if somebody were to say, we are going to, we want to try to improve our leadership. 
can you give us some feedback on what our leadership is doing badly or what they could improve upon? Because they won't use badly. They'll say, what could our leadership improve upon? How do we uh, go back to them so that they can be better at leading staff, what have you, or leading an individual like yourself? And the first thing you can do, I mean, you may say, say, you weren't satisfied with your performance reviews. So you come through and say, well, you know what? I wasn't very happy with my performance review because I thought it was unfair. Because my supervisor didn't like me. All right. Now, I think it starts off relatively well. But when you say, well, because my boss didn't like me, that may be the truth in your mind and it may be the truth to everybody. And it may even be just well known. Maybe you and your supervisor actually had that talk and the supervisor said, you know what? I just don't like you, but I'm going to do whatever I need to as your boss to put that aside and make sure everything's right. There are some candid conversations that occur. However, when you do that in an exit interview, they don't know the context. And so when you bring that up, it's not necessarily constructive and it's going to show that you're bitter about just the situation and that's what driv- has driven you to find other work or leave the organization. So one way would be to be one way to put that would be to start out like you did. Well, during the performance review, uh, your annual performance review, and I'd sat down with my manager, I didn't always agree with how he or she conducted performance reviews. And I'll outline those in this way. You know, first of all, they didn't look at every single thing that I did. And then they would mark me down because of this. You know, call centers would be a good example. So they're always battling metrics versus customer service. So a lot of customer or a lot of call center individuals like customer service or what have you, they will take longer on their calls, even help desk. They will take longer on their calls but because the call should be only a minute, then they get docked because their call times are too long. So the manager will come in, look at the numbers, and, and maybe rank them lower because their call times are too long. Now, the individual may say, I, am, I speak longer to the customer on the phone because I want to make sure that they're taken care of. I go the extra step. I don't want to be... I don't want to be pushy and pushing the conversation along. I don't want to cut them off. I want to make sure I'm being as thorough as I possibly can in delivering customer service. Now, that may be not noted on your performance review. Um, And I know we're getting into a little of the weeds, but that's a perfect example of how you may disagree with your manager. And this may come out in the exit interview. But you have to convey that in a diplomatic fashion, which is, you know, one of the things that we get measured on is call time. My call times were longer and I do acknowledge that, but the reason they were longer was because I felt as though it was a higher priority to take care of the customer and make sure they're squared away. And if that took me a little bit longer, then that's the way I approached the call. Unfortunately, my supervisor didn't see it that way and it came down to a numbers game. So If you are looking for feedback, I think that measurement needs to be addressed because it it may impact how customers see our organization. Maybe if we take longer, we are more customer-centric and not treating customers as just numbers or, you know, cattle and getting them in and out. 
So that is a constructive way to get your point across in that specific instance. And I think lots, a lot of us know those examples. We've heard them before, but they're just phrased in a way that doesn't come across very well. Okay. If you, if again, if we go through this and you have, uh, you have feedback on what I'm talking about or wanted me to elaborate on something that I just didn't do very well, by all means, email me, Sean at talentjockey.com or go to talentjockey.com forward slash zero one five and leave a note in the show notes. Um, but I do think, you know, so that's going back. So that's honesty. Okay. And I could go on and on about some of the examples that you have to um, maybe take a look at. Even when, when you're honest and you do have emotion, acknowledge that emotion, right? Don't speak with the emotion, but acknowledge the fact that you have it. But I would even try to keep that at bay if at all possible. And excuse, you'll have to excuse me. I'm getting a little hoarse. I'm just going to take a sip of coffee here. All right. My apologies. <clears throat> so I think, I think that uh, that's delicate and you have to come across. Now, holding back. Now, that would be where you say, you know what, I, I appreciate you. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. I just get so hoarse here. My apologies again. Um, so holding back is the other option. And holding back is, you know, adhering to what mom provided us as advice growing up. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. I, I, I have taken this. I have taken this road before. Um, and you know what? There really isn't anything to lose with doing this, except that you're not going to help the organization. And frankly, when folks are at the exit interview, it's probably their last day, it's in the morning, and they're not even going to work in the afternoon. And they're really, their foot's out the door. They have something else lined up, or they're going to just find something else if they're if they don't have something lined up. So your mind is already gone, right? You're not checked in. You're checked out. Holding back and not saying anything, the only people that are really going to lose out is the organization and getting the feedback from somebody they may have valued, right? You've been there. You're an upstanding um, citizen within the organization. They really want to get some feedback from you. Maybe they will do something with it. Maybe they won't. So the question that comes up when you hold back is, well, one, one benefit to it is it's going to prevent burning any bridges. That's huge. Um, so if you ever were to come back and reapply to a position or you were to say something about a particular leader that got back to that leader and that leader changes roles, um, they may even impact whether or not you can come back to the organization or they know who you are. Um, it's going to get back to them and the feedback they take it, in a in a in a way that maybe you didn't con- so here's the deal when you're conveying this anything to a third to a person a middle person and that middle person's going to relay it to another person sometimes the context will get will not transfer as if you were to talk from a to c with b in the middle typically i mean human resources know typically know how to deal with that but seriously, if it gets back to the manager, they may take it in a way that they shouldn't. And it just happens. 
And it's unfortunate, but nonetheless. So holding back is going to prevent burning any bridges. That's for sure. There's not even a question. And that's probably the number one reason why somebody's not going to provide feedback. Number two reason that you may not want to re- may not want to leave feedback is maybe you ask yourself, does it really help the organization? So human resources may focus in, or they may just say, you know what, this person's leaving. Hey, that's okay. It's unfortunate. It wasn't a fit. So be it. We'll take down their feedback, but we really need to concentrate on who we have here. And then they go off and maybe they will, and maybe they won't. And that's another thing that you may want to ask is how is your information going to be used when you convey your feedback to the organization? And then in that response, we'll allow you to make, uh, determine whether or not you want to leave feedback or not. So maybe they say, well, we take it at a very high level. We consolidate it with the last six months uh, departures and really just high level general overview, make note of those and bring it to the human resources leadership team or the executive leadership team. You know, you could ask them, how have you handled these exit interviews in the past? How have they been taken? How has your how has the organization implemented any change from somebody who's left the organization? I think that's huge and I think that's important. And if they can't give you a solid answer, don't leave anything in a nutshell. So I kind of cut to right to the chase there for a second. Um, but if they do take it and it is valued and it does make changes, um, you've been there. Maybe you can ask for examples. Um, who knows? And, and may, they may not even be able to tell you the examples because maybe they they'll take a human resources business partner, give them the feedback about a senior leader, and then they meet in confidence uh, and, and the HR business partner works with that senior leader without actually telling them, hey, this is the issue. Maybe they just kind of, you know, probe, probe into more questions, um, get them to see how they may act or react to certain situations and how, what may be better or worse or what have you in their role as an HR business partner, right? Coaching senior leaders can be a bit tricky. So they're not, they may not divulge it black and white, like, Hey, we've gotten this feedback from the last five departures of your organization. And we want to talk about that and how we may address it in the way that you lead people. They're not, they're probably not going to come out and do it in that particular method. But what they'll do is they may note it and see if there is something they can facilitate to make that better. Who knows? Anyways, it depends on human how human resources is going to use the or use the information they're going to you're going to provide and does it really help the organization? My take so those are kind of the two camps. Mine is middle of the road. What I think is you can be honest but leave out the details specifically who's the who the who people right the names now some of them are going to be quite obvious you know if you're saying well management and you you fall into a particular department like finance and you say well i think management doesn't execute properly on x y and z they're probably going to look at your management management chain and know in that chain who it's going to be and i don't necessarily think that's a good or bad thing i think it's just something if you like i said keep the emotion out out of it, be honest and constructive, 
knowing you're not purposely going out in a malicious manner to rake anybody over the coals, I think it can be beneficial. So you've got to, You've got to make sure that what you say and how you say it is not going to hurt your reputation necessarily and to stay away um, from opinion and, well, you've got to kind of determine whether it's fact or opinion and point out the good and the bad. That's another thing that I think you really, really have to do in an exit interview is you have to put out the positives. I think, again, when you're exiting, you have a bunch of reasons in your head like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get out of here. Man, I'm looking forward to this. I, you know, I'm getting a promotion. I'm getting more pay. I got better hours. Uh, the people are going to be new and fresh and they're going to like my ideas. And all the other sides of those are the reasons why you're leaving your current organization. But you have to be there are good things about the organization you've worked for in the last year or 10 years or 20 years. There is. And you have to bring those up, you know, and make them constructive. Don't say, well, I had a great parking spot. That was really great. I mean, come on, let's get some meat and tangible information behind it. But I think so middle of the road is I do think you leave feedback in the hopes that it does improve the organization and management. Leave out the specifics. Don't name names. Be conscious of how you convey your information. Keep the emotions out of it. You know, provide suggestions would be a good one. And then point out the positives and not just hone in on all negatives. Okay? There's got to be a fine balance. You know... I really liked my direct leadership. You know, they really helped me grow in the role, but I felt as though I might have hit a glass ceiling. And that's one of the reasons why I'm leaving is because I think I have more opportunity to grow in a new organization. Senior management, um, I think, may have lacked uh, vision And where I'm going, you know, and maybe that's another thing is you can maybe compare it to where you're going or what has been conveyed to you to where you're going. Now, some people may uh, disagree with that, but because you you probably, I mean, you don't have any experience in that new company, but that may be some of the reasons that appeal to you for leaving. As a matter of fact, when I do phone interviews, I will ask questions on why did you leave this particular company? And it's not because I'm, I, it's not because I'm interested in the reason, but I'm interested in the context of the reason, right? So did you, you know, I may ask them, where did you find, I see you went from company A to company B. How did you find the new role at company B? And if that person says, well, I went online and I was searching, then what was occurring was that they weren't happy in company A and that they were seeking out something else. Okay. If they said, well, my old boss went to company B and my old boss called me and I wasn't actually looking actively, that's a whole different scenario in what that person's looking for. So you kind of get an idea of why, you know, what is that person, is he running, he or she running from something or to something? Okay. So you can kind of get that in the context. And then I would say, well, 
what made you take the role at company B? And so what then tells you is the pain points that they had while they were at company A. Even if they don't even say it, they may say, well, company B allows me to grow. It was a promotion, more pay, closer to home. So those are all important points for that person making that move from company A to company B. And I would take those down because as I was listening to some of these things, then I would say, does that align with the role that they're applying to, right? Is it a growth opportunity? Does it give them room to expand? Obviously, a money increase is going to come into play. So then I'll know when we get to an offer, go through the stages, if it's going to be a good fit for this person or if they're really just making a lateral and they're really just choosing another company A, right? Holy cow, I don't know why I got on that tangent. But nonetheless, I think that, you know, some of those details, um, so comparing, right? That's how I was getting at was when comparing leaving the old job and the new job that you have, those details may come into play. And, you know, HR and your the, the organization you are departing may or may not be able to do anything about the feedback that you provide. I don't know, right? Because you may just, they may just say, well, it is what it is and there's really not much we can do to change you know, you wanted to go into a technical company and we are a financial services company. Well, there's not much that you can do there, right? So I think there's got to be some context into providing tangible information to human resources on that exit interview. And then handling feedback, you know, again, human resources are going to act upon it or they're going to listen, but they may look at it and say, well, it wasn't a good foot, good fit. It's good to know. And then it goes back, they go back to dealing with current employees, one thing I want to advise you, though, if you do go through the exit interview, is make sure that you fireproof your bridges. So if you think you're going to burn a bridge by saying something, don't say it, or make sure you say it with a huge bucket of water. Okay? Yeah, there you go. Keep the bitterness out of it. Keep the emotion out of it. I think people can. I think people do want to help organizations and people be better. I think in our humans intrinsically want to help people. A lot of us do. We just have to be careful that by we want, you know, taking our internal thoughts and saying, I want to help the company in providing some insight, but I have to remove the chip on my shoulder to do that. If you have one, that is huge. That is really huge when it comes to an exit interview. If you cannot remove the chip from your shoulder just say, hey, I would really love to provide feedback. I just don't think it's going to be as constructive or as helpful or useful to you as you may want it to be. And I'd really prefer not to provide that. So again, even if you did decide not to leave feedback at an exit interview, still be diplomatic, still be professional and convey it in a manner that's not going to get you into trouble. It's really key. Holy cow. So I know that was kind of, you know, there's a lot of different ways to interpret the episode. If you have recently gone through an exit interview, share your experience. Uh, you can email me. I'll keep it completely confidential because I know this is kind of a sensitive topic, right? If you've 
left a company. It's very easy to find out what company it was, where you were. So I would keep it confidential, but let me know kind of what method you chose as a departing candidate and why. What were your thoughts, whether you provided feedback or not? I would love, love, love to hear it. As a matter of fact, out of all the episodes, this is the one that I would really like to hear and get some feedback on simply because there's lots of different ways you can tackle this. And, um, you know, there is kind of, you know, risk at stake if you're too candid um, or you don't approach it in the correct manner. Exit interviews. Yeah, again, recruiter talking about exit interviews, kind of tricky subject. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to Talent Jockey. You have no idea how much I appreciate you subscribing. Um, If you could do me anything in return is just go to iTunes, leave uh, a review there. It helps get me some added exposure, bubbles up, and other people can then find the show. I certainly appreciate it. Otherwise, you have a great day. Make it an awesome one. I'm your Sean. I'm your Sean. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, a talent jockey. Have a good one. Thank you so much.